Kittle or Waller? Hawkinson or Andrews? Is Kyle Pitts in the top five? Find out right now on Fantasy Football Today in five. All right, everybody. It is Thursday. It is time to talk about tight ends. Dave and I just got finished recording the about 50-minute long episode with a great guest, Pat Fitzmorris, talking about tight ends. So check out the full-length version of Fantasy Football Today. But for you, Dave, I'll give you some questions. First of all, uh, Travis Kelsey, when do you take him? I like him at 10th overall in full PPR, ahead of every single receiver that's out there. But I, I want to take a stab at those running backs. Th- that's my own nature. And I think that there are a decent amount of running backs, nine to be exact, that have a chance to put up uh, a big-time fantasy season, well over 1,500 yards, maybe even getting close to 2,000 total yards, well over 10 touchdowns with a 50-plus catch upside, some of them closer to 80 or 90 catches. I want one of those guys. And I know that if I take Kelsey earlier than 10, then I'll miss the chance to get or feel good about taking Waller or Kittle in late round two or early round three. I'm chasing the running backs early on. Okay, I laid out a case for Kelsey as early as third overall in full PPR. I'm not saying I do it. I think I'd probably, once I get to six, probably taking Kelsey there. But maybe as early as three because I really think it's a good case. So I want everybody to listen. Give me some feedback. I'd love to know what you think. Dave, next question, Waller or Kittle? I'm in Camp Waller. I I think he's kind of earned it after last year. And it doesn't really have to do as much about Kittle missing eight games last year and then two games the year before that. It's target volume. They were pretty even in 2019. Waller, 7.3 targets per game. Kittle, 7.6 targets per game. But last year, it was Waller at 9.1 targets per game and Kittle at 7.9. And I think there's a couple of more interesting receiving options in San Francisco than there are in Las Vegas. And I think it's pretty clear that Waller is the number one guy in Vegas. But I think the quarterback situation steers me closer to Waller as well. Once Trey Lance is under center, and make no mistake, he will be under center for the 49ers at some point. He's going to run a little bit more, and he's going to call his own number in the red zone. And I'm not sure how effective he'll be throwing downfield, at least not right away. So I'm nervous about what all that means for Kittle versus Waller, who just has just it seems like a much more clear outlook. Okay, Kyle Pitts is the next tight end off the board according to average draft position. So he's tight end four. Where do you have Kyle Pitts? I've got him sixth, and I'm excited about Pitts. I'd love to have him on some of my fantasy teams. There's no question that the upside's there. Uh, We talk about how he he measures up, quite literally, to Calvin Johnson. But there's plenty of downside. We know the history of rookie tight ends. We know that this Atlanta offense is changing a little bit. I do think that Pitts will be a startable fantasy tight end. You'll draft him. You'll feel good about it. Uh, the schedule is a little bit tough for him to begin the year. Overall, it's uh, it's fine. But I, I just don't agree with the idea of reaching for him. I think that there's other tight ends that should be taken ahead of Pitts uh, who have safer floors and just as high of ceilings. So that would be Andrews and Hawkinson. They are 5-6 and six in average draft position, but they're 4-5 and five in your rankings. And how do you decide between Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson? It's funny you ask because I just made the change today that TJ Hawkinson is ahead of Mark Andrews, but only in full PPR. The other formats, I'll still take Andrews. They were really close in targets and in red zone opportunities in 2020. But the outlook's that's changing. You know that the Ravens drafted Rashad Bateman and they brought in Sammy Watkins and and they want to get their running backs involved in the passing game. The Lions passing game, I think Hawkinson has a chance to be the number one target there. You look at Tyrell Williams and Amonra St. Brown, yeah, and DeAndre Swift will get his, so will Jamal Williams, but I think Hawkinson, who already had over 100 targets last year, Andrews hasn't done that yet, I think he's got a chance to really break through that ceiling. 
And I want to take the chance on that in full PPR. I think he'll have more opportunities on a per-game basis on a team that has a terrible schedule, but it's going to be playing from behind a lot versus Andrews, who might lose a little bit of that target volume. He's averaged just over six targets per game the past two years. I wonder if that dips just a little bit with the changes that the Ravens made. That's going to do it for Fantasy Football Today in 5. We've got Jacob Gibbs coming on to do some player profiles of Michael Thomas and Justin Jefferson. Those will be our Friday and Saturday episodes of FFT in 5. Awesome stuff always from Jacob Gibbs. He gives you the stats that you will not find anywhere else. Thanks to Dave Richard. I'm Adam Azer. Thanks to all of you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on FFT in 5.